Hello, my children. Ghost Brain Horror Host Podcast here. Another tale to frighten you. To scream as you try to sleep. I give you Eurybex by David Lumber. It's raining. Leaving the roads and sidewalks slick and glow at street lights. A good night, I feel. Sometimes you just know when things will run smoothly, of course. Sometimes your instincts are wrong. It's always worth bearing that in mind. I arrive at the pub a few minutes early to check out the place that makes Sure, it's a quiet corner. I park the van out of sight of the main road. Look, look around to see if I am being watched. Nothing obviously wrong. So I go inside. I sit almost empty. In fact, a typical midweek full. Low, unlivened by quiz or karaoke. It's one reason why I chose the place as a revenues. I nod to the barmaid. She pours me a pint of my usual triple. As she works the pump, we exchange a few platitudes about the weather, traffic, and the abysmal performance of the local soccer team. She jerks her head and says, They are in the back room. I thank her and go through. There are four urban explorers tonight, three under thirty, one much older, all wearing outdoor gear, which is ironic. They're chatting away, none too quietly. I risk the temptation to stush them. First, establish authority. I put my height down and stand over them, silent fools. I introduce myself, not using my real name, of course. They have to, they have to, though. That's part of the deal. I got to check out clients before. It, you can't be too careful when you're operating in a legal grey area. Thanks to careful research, I can put names to faces. At twenty somethings so of Keith and Kim. Very much a couple, all snugly on the lovely branch, sharing smiles, touches, a kind of mild shoving. Love's young dream. I try to be cynical, but I miss the sort of warmth of cold human contact, finishing one another's sentence, all the stuff that advertising is ex-love, but things bring it. Compensation for time means it's compensations. The old man is Bruce. I know it all fancies himself as an expert. He might be a problem. Look like like many a bore, he has no idea how tedious his endless monologue on technique matters are. He's the sort of person who turns up on comic threads and sets about everyone right. To his own satisfaction. Still, he is a smallish, weeded guy, so at least he can't throw his weight around. Josh is the youngest 
member of the group. Late teens or early twenties, black clad, intense, fancy sleeve tattoo. Judging by his online activity, he's a bit of a crank. Into cryptozoology, UFOs, conspiracy theories, God knows what else. But you get all sorts in this game. It's not what you call regular tourism. Having introduced myself, I pull up a saw and sit down. Right, let's just run over the ground walls one more time. I say, Josh, rolls his eyes. While Keith, Kim, Giggle, shovels each other, Bruce is looking at me intensely. He has a low blink rate. Firstly, we stick together. Nobody goes off alone. Nobody lags up behind. If anyone breaks that rule, I'll turn back and leave you the way we came in. Is that clear? Bruce clears his throat. Christ, here we go. I understand we've been visiting an area you're already familiar with. Therefore, could you could you have avoided us with a chart of the tunnels? I and I interrupt him brutally. It's the only way. Sometimes, I'm the one who's taking the risk here. I just I don't give out information to anyone who can't who can stick it onto a website or set up a private business. This is business, which reminds me, £50 each in advance. They hand over the money with a varying degree of grace. Keith Kim are obviously young professionals, more used to paying with plastic. Your notes of me have the fresh from the ATM look. Bruce pays up under protest, as I expected. Trust produces some well-worn bills that he might have pinched from his mother's purse. Well, at least he's not spending it on drugs. Okay, okay, I say, pocketing the dosh. Second ground rule, you leave your phones in my van. Process, of course. I raise a hand for quiet. It don't work on the ground except when you're near a vent or drain, whatever. And sending any kind of signal is a bad idea. The local cops have become much more aware of a young boxing lately, and sometimes they can pinpoint a cell phone call. It's unlikely, but possible. But we want to make, but we want to make a video. Protests, Kim. I mean, people don't believe we went down there otherwise. She's sweet. They both are really the sort of people who can't help feeling bad about disappointing. You can borrow this if you like. I say, abuse a small digital camera. SD card is included in the price. I got more in the van. All part of the service. Modified. Keith Kim started explaining the camera film. Each other goofing around. I think I'm getting diabetes. Matters Josh. Third rule. I say, no matter what happens, you do what I tell you. I know this you I know this underground space. You don't. Hold this area is hundred green with old girl mines. Pass it to and sewers and drains and well two World War Two bomb shelters. 
all in, interconnect, and a lot of them are poorly maintained. I read the collapse. So if I say run, you run. If I say stands absolutely still, you make it like statues. Understood? Yes, sir, says Kim. Says Kim, giving a mugging salute. Right. We might as well drink up and get moving. I, I say, but now Josh is waving his phone in front of me. I know. I just want. I I just want to know if is where is where we're going. He asks. There's a video running on the floor, running on the phone. I recognise it at once. I hear tiny screams from the fake speaker. Fake phones flash around. A face in humanly pale, with huge black eyes, appears briefly in close up. A greenish light reflects from the dark, dank, tunneled walls. Oh, I we saw that one too, exclaims Kim. Bruce snorts. I've seen it's obviously fake. He says. Amateurs is nonsense, especially at the end. Not even decent CGI, more like old green stole green screen. Look, I say before they start bickering. I've seen that clip, and what other people are saying, it could have been made anyway. Yes, they seem to have British accents, judging by the cries of help. It seems a bit overdone, by the way. There are tunnels like that all over the country. One Victorian drain looks like another. And Bruce says the whole thing screams fake. Josh was frozen the video, holds up the phone, a humanoid thing, headless, headless and large, huge, clawed hands is sinking its teeth into the neck of a half-naked man. The victim looks completely frightened, staring at the camera with a look that says, I can't believe this is happening. That's pretty good work if it's a fakery, says Josh. A makeup prosthetics, all the stuff looks professional to me. But nobody even took credit for it. There's no point in making a horror film if even if a fifth five minute and not using it to get some kudos advance your career, is it? Kim and Keith and Tim Kim look worried now, but Bruce comes to rescue with another snort, his grey nostrils quivering with contempt. They have to wait for you to go to Varro to get a certain number of hits before they announce it's a hoax, don't they? Even I know that. It's been it's been out there for weeks, protests Josh. Protest Josh. It's not nearly got it's got nearly half a million hits. Five minutes of desultory arguments follows. Then we are all finished with our drinks and we're ready to go. I take them out to the van and dish out their respective kits. Not just cheap cameras, but also hard hats with lamps. Safety first. I tell them, though I don't think they protect you, you from underground cannibal monsters. Josh goes, but takes his kit with the rest. 
the phones are disbodied in the van. We all good to go. It's a short walk up to the road to the old civil defence headquarters. A nineteen forties bunker diverted of a Cold War usage and is commissioned at the turn of the century. The place is set well back from the road, but I caution them not to place their hard hats on until we are inside. There's a hole in the fence I've covered with some old junk, easy to crawl through when we nip around the side of the building to a door that I've locked with my own padlock. Hats on, but wait until we're inside before switching on the lights. I tell them, the old bunker is a series of concrete and steel boxes. There's nothing much of interest apart from a few tattered maps on the wall. Filing cabinets long since gutted and small pieces of canned food. Relics of a conflict that never really happened. We'll move quickly through and down, taking the stairs to the basement. Then the sub-basement. Bruce is right behind me. Give me a rolling commentary on nuke, NATO nukes. Cuban Missile Crisis that works. Keith Kim are pissing off Bruce in a slightly gentle way. I trust he's silent, tagging along at the back. He's still brooding on the video, I guess. We reach the end of the sub-basement room, where the wall has collapsed. This is due to subsidence in old mine workings. I tell them, as, as such, it's risky to go through. I'll give you this warning now. Nobody can claim I misled you later. Should anything happen? All I hope is... But all you hope went here. There's Keith. It's just all a big giggle to these people. Just so we're clear, I say, and lead him into the Victorian stormy drains. They are impressed. Bruce talks about the great achievement of the Industrial Revolution, and for once I have to agree with him. Kim Kiefer has sorted well noises and film in all directions, but mostly end up focusing on one another. Josh is still slowly little bugger, but his money is as good as anyone's. Right, we go downhill. Under the city, I say, sit close. You stick, twist your angle, or your light goes out. Anything like that, give a yell. Don't get strung out. Don't go to any side patches. Don't doodle. We must stay together. Understood? It's the only way safe. It doesn't seem that dangerous. Observes Kim. There are rats down here. I point, I point out, as expected, this very much clues her to Keith's side for the rest of the expedition. And there's ten minutes or so sloshing through rainwater and everybody gets through dozens of faults and cracks. At one point there's a slight vibration and distant rumble. I tell them that we are slap bang underneath the main coastal railroad line. Bruce looks sceptical at me, but for mercy says nothing.
It's getting a bit warm. How's that happen? Ask Keith. Do you think you get the warm it gets? Chips in Bruce. Chips in Bruce. Basic geophysics, I think you'll find. That's that's when you go really, go really deep. Objects, Keith. I mean, we're talking miles down. Near the Earth. What do you call it? Magma. We're quite deep. I say. But remember, there's also carbon monoxide build up down here. It's heaven in there. It quiets him for a while, and we arrive at the end. Of the main train is a iron grill. It looks into the underground river, flowing through a huge closet to the sea, about two miles east. Is that it? asked Josh, incredulous. The end of the line, I'd say. The crowd forward to look through the grill. A lamp's flaming on the rusted iron bars. Well, it's spooky, says Kim. Shoving her camera through to film the coverts. Josh is looking around at the walls of the drain, his lamp throwing glistening circles of blue-white light over the curved brickwork. I walk down to the drain until I am fifteen feet away, and turn and look back. Josh looks at me, he's blinding. What's wrong? He asks. Nothing, I say. I take out my phone and start filming. Hey, Josh shouts. You said we shouldn't. Then his expression changes as it starts to dawn on him. Too late. Behind him, the iron grill vanishes a glarish, vanishes into a greenish glow. Kim screams, pulls her arm back to reveal a smoking stump. Where her hand was. Another camera gone. Shit. Jesus Christ. Bruce is backing off quick, quickly. From an old guy, but not fast enough. The first of the visitors leaps out of the portal. And wraps its arms and legs around him. Plunges fangs into his neck. Almost a shot of a shot we make. Of the last video, in fact. I imagine Bruce and his stringy old meat prepare all more flavoursome for that. The next one takes Keith, who is trying to wrap a Tourette around Kim's arm. A nice young couple, but slow when it counts. Josh is faster, nearly makes it to me before another visitor tackles him. Starts to drag him towards the portal. He screams. Well, who wouldn't? Another visitor leaps, and two start to tear his legs and buttocks too hungry to wait. The iron smell of blood is heavy now. It goes, it does indeed seem warm down here. It's oh, it's all over in this in three minutes. When the visitors finish, they remind me with life as they have done regularly since they spared me that first time since back when we were fixing the storm train, before the war, the first great war, that is. I learned a lot since then, of course, but not much about them. I, don't, I didn't know that, what they are, 
Or may, where they come from, only they need. Maybe one day they'll kill me, or come through with force and kill everyone. Our threats have simply stopped coming. I grow old and die like and I grow old and die like everyone else. Till then we have a deal. With the judicious editing the video will be almost ninety seconds. Maybe least the trick is to make it look cheap and contrived. First year film studies stuff at best. Too real and questions to be asked in high places. Too little detail, nobody were interested. It's an art of making a burial. Well, it's a pain trying to get it right. But when I have, but when I think of how hard it used to be to do a burial down here, I can only give thanks for the miracles of modern technology. I hope you don't go out tonight looking down the caves of fright. I hope in this I hope his story did not scare you too much. So good night, children. Ha <laughs>